Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, and joining me today is Jordan Blackwell down the King Power Stadium. Good afternoon. Uh, we've just uh, sat through Claw Powell's uh, pre-match press conference ahead of the visit of Burnley on Saturday. It's going to be a very emotional day. Uh, it's all going to be about remembrance and Vichai and uh, paying respects to uh, the late chairman of Leicester City Football Club. But we'll just kick off with a bit of team news as we uh, traditionally do because it's not good news for Leicester City again, is it Jordan? No, it's not great. Um, two key players out, Harry Maguire and James Madison, uh, they've both been ruled out of this weekend's game with knee injuries. Um, not necessarily surprising for Maguire who came off um, after about 20 minutes um, against uh, Cardiff and was replaced by Johnny Evans. Uh, James Madison also came off um, although it's not necessarily that unusual this season, um, but apparently he felt uh, something in his knee uh, the day after. So they've both got knee injuries. Um, they've both been ruled out of this game and the international uh, games, and neither uh, are in the squad. Ben Chilwell is the only Leicester City player in Gareth Southgate's squad for those games against uh, USA and Croatia. Um, and then we'll have an update after the international break as to when they'll be back. But it seems like Maguire's is the more serious of the two. I think there's a possibility that Madison will be available for that game following the international break. Maguire might be a little bit longer. That is concerning, isn't it? Because he said that it would be reassessed after the international break, which means they don't really know the severity of it yet. I suppose they're waiting for it to to settle down and see how it reacts to treatment. Yeah, and I think because they've been um, because they've been away in Thailand uh, at um funeral, there's not necessarily the props not necessarily gone through the usual protocols they do when a player is injured. But um, yeah, certainly big both both players have started um, both uh, all the games so far this season, uh, and I think. Uh, Maguire played every league game since joining the club, um, so to not have him in uh, in the back line um, will be a, a significant test for Leicester. We'll talk about team selection towards the end of this podcast because it really is an issue now with Daniel Marty being uh, ruled out as well for a significant period of time with his uh, ankle injury, and they've lost half of the back four, so uh, that really is a, a big blow ahead of uh, a visit of Burnley, but... The game, although the game is still important uh, as it always is, um, it's going to be a big occasion, isn't it? On uh, on Saturday, it'd be the first time Leicester City have returned to the King Power Stadium since that tragic helicopter crash following the West Ham game nearly two weeks ago. Uh, it's going to be very emotional. It's also Remembrance Weekend as well, so Leicester City's traditional remembrance um, uh, ceremony will take place as well before the game. Um, is it in danger of overshadowing everything now with the game as well? Um, yes, I th- I mean, it is a big occasion. I think I think it will be... I know we've already had the first game back, if you like, at Cardiff, and I know the, the, that was billed as a, as a big occasion because you know, it was such a significant event and how the players have been affected by uh, Kumbishai's death. But I think this, this is going to be even bigger, I think, because you know there are... 32,000 Leicester fans inside the stadium as well 
obviously, with it being at home, Leicester can do the tributes that they wanted to do. Um, so I think we'll have a more uh, a fuller tribute to Cumbishai. I know the club have announced their plans and have asked fans to be in their seats 25 minutes before the game so that they can go through all those tributes. Um, so, yes, I think at the minute the focus is not really on the game, it's on that half an hour period before. And again, it's going to come down to how the players deal with those emotions. They did a very good job of it last week and Puel was said today um, and after the game uh, on Saturday that they managed to get the balance right between their emotions and their focus um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can do that again although I think it'll be tougher this time I, I totally agree with you I think with 30,000 people in there it's going to be a very emotional day um, there was 3,000 in Cardiff and it, that was still very poignant uh, certainly the scenes before and after the game were particularly special and probably lived, well, they lived with both of us for a long, yeah. very long time I mean, witnessed those um, there was a few questions raised about the players all flying at, straight out from Cardiff to Thailand. Um, it was a long trip, 12,000 mile, air miles trip, stop at Dubai, refuel, carry on. 14 hours in the air round trip. Um, they came back Monday night and Puel's admitted in the press conference today, hasn't he, that they haven't really been able to train properly this week. They've only done light training to recovery sessions and it'll probably be the same again tomorrow. He admits it's not the ideal preparation for a game against a side like Burnley, but he did say that he thinks it was going to give them strength, the fact that they went out there mentally, they're going to be stronger for that trip. Yeah, I think he, he, he was keen to stress that although they have not had the, the ideal week in terms of preparation, in terms of training, they can make up what they've lost in fitness, in their togetherness, you know, the the strength uh, in the group is, has been renewed by this trip and it was Puel said it was very important that they did go over to Thailand and, and attend the funeral um, so yeah I think that uh, I think that will will play a role I think they will be together and they'll perhaps be mentally stronger um, well, one because the, the events uh, another week uh, ago um, but also because they've had this chance to pay their respects um, but yeah, the the training side of things isn't ideal. I think Paul said it was for those that went, and it was sort of three quarters of the squad. I think a light training session on Wednesday, a full training session Thursday, and then a light training session Friday. Um, that's not ideal, but um, I'm sure they've, they've had fewer. They've been had build up to a game where they've had fewer when they've had maybe a game on a Saturday and then a game on a Tuesday, but they won't have had as as much even as much training as that. So it's not completely um, unique but um, certainly yeah, when you know that their opponents Burnley will have had a full week training there is going to be a slight difference there and it's certainly brought the whole squad closer together the whole club closer together hasn't it as well this uh, this tragedy and uh, there seems to be a real unity I mean the word family keeps being used as well yeah I think so I think the I mean the club have, have dealt with it brilliantly and that's not just the um, the, the players and the staff I think all the you know the people that work at the ground, the the, the stewards, um, you know the fan liaison people, the people that we deal with, the the press team. I think have all done a really um, really good job and have made sure it's been such a um, you know such a poignant two weeks and that fans have been have been able to pay their respects. And the fans have done a great job as well. And I'm sure they will be you know they'll be extremely supportive at the weekend. Um, so yes, I think I think a family is the right word to use. I think a lot of people treat their club as their as their second family so I'm, I'm glad that that's been the case over this 
past fortnight. And the uh, the walk in honour of Vichai from uh, Jubilee Square in the in the town, twenty thousand estimated to be doing this walk. There's been road. There's going to be road closures, so please leave earlier than normal if you can. Give yourself plenty of time to get to the gang. Because there will be road closures on route from the city centre and disruptions to public transport. But that's an amazing show of strength, isn't it? In solidarity. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's going to be you know a bit like the uh, Cardiff with the the huddle and all the playing staff, uh, board players and the staff are on the centre circle. I think seeing all those people on the walk will be another sort of moment to behold if you like you know that we probably won't have been uh, a group of people together in the city centre since since the title win um, like that so yes I think that would be um, something to behold. Now all the tributes outside the uh, stadium are being moved on Friday morning um, to the crash site where the a new shrine is going to be erected in the memory of Vichai the very poignant scenes there when Top and his mother um, laid wreaths and, and uh, paid their respects to uh, Kuvichai. But we understand the family are all coming over for the game as well. Yeah, I think Paul said that that was really important that they did so. He said he doesn't know who exactly, but we understand Top is going to be there and that um, several other family members will be there. So they'll be able to uh, receive the. Um, the tributes that the club and the fans um, are paying. So yeah, I think that's that's really important. I think, I mean, I th- it's clear that they appreciate the the outpouring of uh, of love and adoration and of tributes um, to Kumbishai. So I think it would be nice for them to be there when there's thirty thousand fans together. It's in in a way. I mean, I know they've had seven days of uh, services and memorials in Bangkok. Um, which is the tradition um, when somebody is so prominent dies so suddenly uh, this is in a way the Leicester City branch of that seven day morning isn't it yeah yeah I think so they've had that um, you know like we're saying about maybe fans consider the club as their second family it's almost that for the Sri Watanapapas the club is their second family too they've had their, their personal um Funeral, in you know they've been grieving and mourning um, over in Thailand, um, but now they're back with their their other family here in England um, and can and can mourn Vichai uh, with another group of people. Well, I'm sure they're going to feel the love as well of the Leicester yeah. City fans and the appreciation when they're here. I was outside before with the press conference started. I went and had a little wander around the tributes, and it's still an eerie. There's lots of people still milling around, but there's still that eerie hush around, that respectful hush. And silence around. I bumped into one um, staff member who's been manning the uh, the flowers for for day after day, um, working ridiculously long hours just to comfort term people that have come in, and, it, and and it's still emotional to him. I started talking to him, and he and he started to feel the emotion again. And it's going to take a long time, isn't it? A long time for this club to recover. The international break's probably coming in at the right time for him. Yes, I think so. That gives them, um, an, you know, an extended break where they. They don't have to think about preparing for a game, or certainly a good portion of the squad don't have to prepare. But also, it gives everybody at the club a break, not having to, um, not having to to get themselves ready for a game, as well as deal with with everything surrounding Vichai's death. Um, so yes, I think that will be important, and hopefully give, that gives everyone some time to recover and maybe some time to put their thoughts on other things. I think th- that's probably quite important that they. They don't focus on this too much, and they've, they've been unable to focus on anything else but Kumvishai's death since um, since the accident. 
So um, yeah, some time some time off might uh, be good for for most people at the club. Well, let's talk about football then now, because we started talking about the injury news and the team news. Let's, um, let's try and figure out what Claude Pearl's going to do, because he's lost Maguire, his main defender. He's got Wes Morgan back from, uh, from suspension. He's got Johnny Evans. Uh, he's got Sue on Sue, but he's lost Danny Amati as well. Danny Simpson came back onto the bench at uh, Cardiff last weekend, but he's lost his number 10 as well, and that's going to be a big blow, because uh, James Madison's made that role his own. Although he, he did spend a few games out playing wide left, although he always came back in the middle, um, is he going to change formation? Do you think? Uh, no, that would be my guess. I think it will be the side that finished at um, at Cardiff, but with Ian Acho playing behind Vardy. So I, th- I think that I think it will be a, a fairly straight swap in defence. I think Evans will come in um, and play alongside Morgan. Uh, I thought they did pretty well as a pair when Evans came on at, at Cardiff and I think Ricardo and Chilwell will stick at fullbacks. maybe a possibility that Simpson could start over Ricardo I don't think Ricardo I'd be amazed though wouldn't it because he's, he's fallen out of favour so yes, much he has, hasn't he yeah. but I think there's Ricardo didn't have the best of games and obviously there are still question marks over his defending um, but yeah I, th- I think he probably will stick with him um, and then I think it will be a straight swap Um with Ian Acho coming in and, and playing just behind Vardy and then uh, Albrighton and, and Gray out wide. Um so yeah, I don't think it will I don't think it'll be too troublesome uh for Puel to to select his team, but yeah, they're certainly big blows. Yeah. What have you made of Burnley this season? It was strange last season they were so consistent, grinding out the victory, seventh, Europa League, everybody wanted Leicester City to grab that last Europa League. It turned out to be a poison chalice, didn't it, for him this season? Yeah, well, it certainly doesn't help having to, you know, starting the season so early, uh, travelling long distances for for games. I think they played, I think they played Olympiacos. I think that's maybe playing Turkey as well. So there are a couple of, of long trips. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've always thought Burnley had this in them. If that's mm. without, if that's not too negative, um, they they concede a lot of chances. Uh, it's just the way that they play. They defend deep, um, but they concede a lot of shots and hope that either the goalkeeper or one of their de- their defenders gets in the way of it. Um, it doesn't seem like that tactic's working as well this season. Um, I think possibly because Nick Pope's been injured. Uh, I thought he was brilliant last season and he rightly called into the England squad for the World Cup. Uh, he's been replaced by Joe Hart, who's obviously still a very good goalkeeper, but I think... Nick Pope was outstanding last season um, the centre-backs haven't quite been as good and I think that makes such a big difference as well because I think they're, they're the, me and Tarkovsky are the two mm-hmm. key players for Burnley um, but they're still okay and it's not it's not going to be a walkover um, I know they've, they've conceded a few here and there but uh, no, they'll still make it tough for, for Leicester and Leicester-Burnley games are never are always seem to be fairly tightly contested. Uh, I imagine it'll be the same this weekend. Well, there's a couple of Leicester connections in the Burnley side: Chris Wood and Ben Mee. Uh, Chris Wood obviously was a City player for several years. With Ben Mee had a brief spell on loan, both under Vichai. It's going to be a strange occasion for them as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think we'd heard um, before the Cardiff game how Bamba had been. Sol Bamba, who obviously played under, played for Leicester under Convichai, uh, um, that. That he was explaining to his Cardiff teammates the impact that he that he had on the club and how the players would have been affected, um, 
and I think Neil Warnock said afterwards that some of his players, you know, that yeah. that had been around. I know there was a, there's a few others in the Cardiff squad as well: Lee Peltier, Greg Cunningham, um, that will have known that the the late chairman. He said that they were affected, not not necessarily play, and also not necessarily players that knew him as well. But maybe this has triggered things in certain players, and the atmosphere is different, and so the players are affected by that. So I think maybe that will have happened at, at, at Burnley as well. Um, it's hard to to say with individual people because everyone deals with things differently. Some people will probably be fine. Uh, some people it will affect more seriously. Um, so it's hard to say, but I think there will probably be at least a, a couple of people in every squad in the Premier League where this incident will have um, will have affected. I was listening to um, former City manager Craig Shakespeare uh, on the radio uh, earlier today. He was talking about it, and uh, he says, "Look, they're only human. It will affect them. They're not robots. They can't just go out and perform at the maximum. And there will be spells in the game where, he, from, from his own personal experience of being a player, when you're playing in difficult situations like this, that um, there'll be moments where your mind will wander to something else. You won't have, have, be able to maintain that complete, not to focus for ninety minutes." Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That was I thought that was really key from what Shakespeare said. Cause he was mentioning how uh, when his dad died and mm. he was happened to play a game after, and the game just completely passed him by. I think for some players. That that may happen, but we saw last week. Um, th- it, you didn't really notice that at, at, at Cardiff. You didn't think, oh, that player's you know his mind's elsewhere. Mm. I think after the first half an hour, Leicester grew into the game, and it yeah. was it was as good a performance as you know as as it has been this season. There didn't seem to be anything particularly affecting them. But the first half an hour was a, maybe a little bit slower, maybe. The, the emotions pre-match it were affecting them there will we see something similar on Saturday I think there's a possibility of that that it may take the team some time to um, to adjust and, and regain their focus I mean Casper Smichael referred to it as a cup final and it had that cup final feel in the build up to that game last week I imagine they were so determined to get that victory because they were flying to, to Bangkok they didn't want to go there on the back of a poor performance and a heavy defeat at Cardiff, uh, and then, you know, especially when they're meeting the family and showing their respects to Comfortshire, so they, they, that, the effort they put in in that game was quite extraordinary, and I imagine it's going to be the same this week. Yeah, I think you get that little bit of extra motivation and determination. Not, nece- I don't think you necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily a deliberate thing. I think it's almost a, a subconscious thing that you do put in more, um, more effort, and you are more determined. But like you say, last week before going to the funeral, they would have been they would have been over the moon. I know that everyone everything was said beforehand that the result didn't really matter, but I know the players would have been over the moon to to, to win that game, and I think that showed at the end as well. Um, I think it'll be the same for this game because it's the first home game, um, and they'll really want to mm. to make sure that they get the three points well we'll have a, a live blog uh, running on the day throughout the day bringing you everything that's uh, happening around the game and on the pitch on Leicestershire Live we've got all the build up stories as well all the previews looking ahead to the uh, to the game and the occasion because that'll probably overshadow the game in many respects it's been a difficult couple of weeks for Leicester City um, this is going to be very emotional for everybody involved with Leicester City um, so join us then and uh, you can follow all the, the news as it happens and thank you for, uh, for joining us on this edition of Dilly Ding Dilly Dong.